Hello humans of triathlon and welcome back or welcome to the hot podcast where we bring you the ordinary but extraordinary world of triathlon one human one story at a time with the aim to inspire and to celebrate this life-changing sport and its humans through real authentic raw and enjoyable conversations with triathletes from around the globe and from all walks of life I'm Swapnil Chauhan here with my co-host Charles Hunk and Radmom Robin along with another amazing guest. Yeah, today's hot podcast guest epitomizes the idea that triathlon can help you discover who you truly are and that dreaming big can create both crushing disappointments but also amazing successes and personal breakthroughs. When our guest sets a goal, she usually sets a big one. So when at age 30, she was dealing with devastating depression following a divorce, what did she do but sign up for an Ironman? But there was a bit of a hitch in this plan, something that most of us just have not had to deal with. It was during this period of training that she came out came to the realization that she is a transgender woman. Coming out as transgender and beginning the process of transition brought with it a host of complications and challenges physical, emotional, mental, and also societal as well. And her triathlon goals fell to the side as she once again felt herself struggling. Throughout this time, her relationship with her daughter was a shining light and a great source of strength and support. And so wanting to be a good role model of health and strength for her daughter, this eventually led her back to our world of triathlon. She has now completed 270.3 races and also up to 100K running races, including some shorter trail runs she has done with her daughter. So please welcome the woman who says that when life gets tough, she turns things around by setting her goals even tougher. Infinna Katie or Katie. Welcome, Katie. Wow. Thank you. That Hi, was, Katie. Hello. It's just amazing. Hi. How are you all doing today? Great. How are you? I, I'm in awe of your introduction to me. It makes me sound amazing. <laughs> and I'm going to start using that, I think. Thank you. Just put it on a t-shirt, wear it around. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm that girl. Yeah, I, I, I do have to say, though, it's 370.3s at this point. So. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I missed one. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think since um, since I gave you the information, so I can't really blame you for not reading my mind. Trying to keep up with all your exploits, you know, it's it's tough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's slowed down a little right now, but yeah, I try and try and keep busy. Yeah, we're, we're pumped to have you on the show. Um, And, you know, like you sent me like when i asked you if you would come on the show you were you said you were a little bit unmotivated right now and kind of overwhelmed so like i obviously don't want to push you to come on the show but like if you weren't ready but i knew that it it, i knew that it would help you out in kind of raising your spirits a little bit because at, at least from what i've felt and seen from the guests we've had on so far you know they more often than not leave here more motivated just because they have to look back at their journey so far and it just reminds them of how much they've already accomplished and how far they've come so i I really hope it does the same for you um i absolutely and i really appreciate again the fact you reached out and i think you know i i am struggling a little bit right now i haven't been doing as much as i'd like to do but you know just hearing from you it excited me it got me thinking about things again and got me realizing that i just need to I guess, get back out there and get through some of the recent issues I've been trying to face and, you know, find what I do, what I love again. And honestly, half of what I love is being in the outdoors and riding and running and swimming. And 
I, I want to say competing, but probably more finishing is accurate right now. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, you know, to get things going, we usually like to start off at the beginning of the timeline, which would be your childhood, your family, um, where and how you were raised and such. So let's say you had to write a book about your life from the time you were born until now. What would you say the first title, first chapter's title would be and why? Um, I think it would be something, you know, kind of probably a little trite, like nothing extraordinary. Um, mm. I was very lucky. I had two loving parents. I had an older brother. I, you know, I did well in school. I think looking back, probably my biggest regret is I had no understanding at the time that if you actually practiced exercising, you could get better at it. Um, I think I thought back then that, you know, this is how fast you run. This is how far you can run. This is what you can do. But yeah, I mean, I was, you know, a typical kid. I went through school. I actually grew up in the UK. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I, d I don't think my life started getting interesting until I went away to college. So when I was about 18 or so. And that's when, you know, I started branching out a little bit. I actually used to ski back then. So oh, okay. I kind of moved on to different sports since, but I've always liked doing something. And I think then in my mid twenties, when I started really running, I, I think I discovered, Hey, I, you know, I'm actually not bad at this. I can, I can keep doing this every day and it really helps calm my mind. It's almost like I, I've always equated it to be in my form of meditation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I have something to deal with, if I go and run out on a trail, if I go and just lose myself in my footsteps, then it's, it really helps let me free my mind and deal with things in a lot better context and, you know, put them, realize that whatever's happening right now, you know, there's always something better waiting in the future. Hmm. Great way to think about it. Yeah. I kind of segued a little bit away from my childhood there, but <laughs> as I said, nothing extraordinary. <laughs> left us in your twenties, I think. Yeah. I am um, in my twenties. Then I, like I say, I took up running. I, I ran a lot. I did my first marathon and and yeah, unfortunately, that's when I think we hit your introduction. I, I hit 30 and everything stopped. I got divorced. I really started to be introspective for the first time ever. And everything kind of fell into place in my head. I, I'd always had a lot of, you know, who am I and what's my purpose? And I don't quite feel right moments. And suddenly, you know, I worked out, hey, this is actually not who I am. I've been lying to the world effect effectively without realizing it, but and you know that led to well <laughs> originally i was trying to do ironman texas back then but you know reality caught up with me and the hormonal changes and emotional changes and just trying to deal with everything that came along with it especially when you're kind of on your own and isolated and not really in a community of people who understand i i kind of stayed hidden for a long time and but eventually, yeah, I, I found some great people. I started training with a coach for a short while. I, and then in my mid-30s, I think I moved to the Austin area, and I found some amazing triathlon clubs there. I've got to call them out. Georgetown Triathletes is probably the nicest and most amazing group of athletes and just general people that I've ever met in my life. And, you know, they've been nothing but encouraging. And I went from, I think it was – Roughly about the June of that year, I was probably running up to about 10K. And then I ended up doing Austin 70.3, primarily because I met them and I trained with them. So, you know, in a couple of months, I went from 10K to a half Ironman. That's amazing. <laughs> I think you mentioned I like big goals. Definitely. So what made you, what, what led you to find that group or kind of what was your spark to find triathlon? 
Um, so I had always been running. Um, well, like I say, I ran in my 20s a lot and I started taking it up again and enjoying it. And I think I hurt myself two or three times when I was trying to get back to it. Mm. And so, you know, I looked online and started trying to read up on, hey, how can I not hurt myself? And hey, cross training, I should get a bike again. I should ride. Hey, why don't I start swimming again? I used to enjoy that when I was younger. And, you know, a similar, I, I always like going out and walking with my daughter. I was trying to t- eh, stumble over my words. I was trying to teach her to ride a bike as well. And and then I just thought, why don't I put it all together and we can have some fun and maybe I'll encourage her to do this eventually. And, you know, I, I just like showing her the medals, telling her the stories and being able to just... I, I hope anyway, inspire her to do some of this at one day. And I think you mentioned it earlier, we've got as far as doing some trail races together, but, you know, secretly I'm hoping I can get her to do a sprint triathlon sooner <laughs> rather than later. <laughs> get her bit by the bug. Exactly. Okay. So you, you kind of gave us the whole story pretty quickly, but let, I want to dig deeper on some parts. So, you know, during that time that you were in that depression, did you ever, First of all, what was that like? And secondly, did you ever like have the desire to or think of just going out the door to go for your run to kind of give you those, you know, that good feeling that run gives you, like you said, you you thought it was like meditation? Yeah. Or was that just not even in your mind? Like, So it's very strange when you when I've been feeling that low or, you know, that essentially just generally not good. And I can remember just not even being motivated to leave my apartment for, you know, over a week at a time and just surviving, essentially, not really thinking about anything, not really dealing with life. Um, I was probably pretty close to being an alcoholic at one point just because I wanted to, every day began and then I did wanted to avoid the next day coming, to be honest. And I'm, I'm fantastic at comfort eating. So, you know, as soon as anything goes wrong, I can eat more than ever and my appetite grew when I started running and it never went away, which is wonderful. But um, I felt like I was dealing with a lot of negativity. I felt like a lot of people were judging me and I, I couldn't really deal with things very well. But like you say, once I got out of the door, once I started putting one foot in front of the other and moving, I could I could go from, I don't know, literally, you know, thinking I couldn't walk around the block to just going for an hour or two, just moving forward, some of it running, some of it walking, depending on, you know, how far into it I got. And yeah. It it really helped. The, the toughest thing, and I've heard this so many times by so many other people as well, the toughest thing is doing that, you know, the first step out of the door. Mm. And I, I, for me, probably the toughest step is just putting my athletic clothing on. Because as soon as I do that, it's it's like I've tricked my brain and I've accepted, okay, I'm going outside. And, you know, I have that conversation internally when, when I'm not on a training program that, hey, I'll, I'll just do a half a mile. I'll just do a mile because then at least I've done something. But then by the time I've done half a mile, I realize, hey, I've done half a mile away from my house. That means I have to do at least a mile. <laughs> and, oh, well, if I'm going to do that, why don't I do 5K? Because that's a nice round number. You know, it just keeps building up as you're going, essentially. So, yeah. And. Yeah, it, it really, really, it, it helps elevate my mood. It helps on every level. I think obviously, you know, getting fitter helps. Um, and again, it's something that I can share with my daughter. And we've been out and we've done some of these trail runs, you know, 5K, 7K through the woods, out in nature. And I, I have to share my proudest moment with her just because I've touched on it and I'm going to forget later otherwise. But we were doing a trail run and um, I think it was 7K and about, a mile or so in she fell over and cut her leg and was in pain and you know 
I, I was doing the panicked parent. Oh my goodness, do I have to carry you out? What are we going to do? Kind of. <laughs> and somebody really kind, one of the other runners. And again, this is something I found with triathlon and trail running. Everyone is so friendly. Um, somebody stopped and they had antiseptic cream and we cleaned her up. And I said, do you want, you know, do you want me to carry you out? She said, no, no, let's finish. And she limped for, you know, more than two thirds of the course. And we got to the end and I, I just said, oh, I'm so sorry this happened to you today. And I hope you enjoyed it anyway. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And she said, <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> I had a great time and we got a lot more time to stop and enjoy all the nature as we went since we went slower. <laughs> and, you know, that, that moment's just stuck with me because it's, you know, she saw the silver lining in a situation that if I was out there racing, I probably would have been really annoyed with myself. But she ended up having a blast and teaching me something that day, I think. Absorbing what's around you. Do you find that trail running is feels different to you than, than road running in terms of just that kind of mental space? So somewhat ironically, I do the majority of my training for trail running on the road. Um, <laughs> trail running is... It's very different. It, it's, it is more of the whole getting back to nature vibe. It's just being out there. I like the fact that the surface tends to vary so much. I think it helps activate different muscles. And I always find that I'm less sore if I've done an equivalent distance on the trails as opposed to running. I'm mm. um, sorry, as opposed to running on the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I, I think I, I can go further on the trail and I can enjoy it and I think it's almost a level of comfort now. I, I've been through some events recently that have left me a little shaken and, you know, just being out on the trails as well, it, it feels safe. It feels in the middle of nowhere away from everyone. And um, in general, that's fantastic. I will say when I've been out there in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night and it's dark and I'm on my own, it doesn't quite feel so great. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's not often how people describe being in the middle of nowhere away from everyone as yeah. <laughs> more. That's an interesting perspective. Well, it, it's quite funny because um, so I, I entered a 50K last weekend and um, it's roughly around Halloween. So people were dressing up in costume. And I started to think about it because I've got a lot of coworkers, you know, and we share our weekend plans and what we've done and what we're doing. And I really wondered what they'd think of me or if I said that I dressed up as Wonder Woman, I had a lamp on my head and I was in the middle of a pine forest on my own <laughs> running. So Nice. <laughs> exactly. And if somebody had come across you not knowing you were in the middle of a race, that might have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that didn't happen, to be honest. <laughs> So what, what made you sign up for the Ironman? I mean, that's, again, this is sort of your MO, but that's a really big thing to bite off as kind of a, you know, close to the beginning of your triathlon career kind of thing. Um, I, it's, it's one of those things that I've, I've probably got an overinflated sense of what I'm capable of at times, but I know what I can finish and I know I can struggle through some things. So I always want to aim for that next step higher. And believe me, I've been looking at some of the ultra Ironmans, but I figured I should probably try and do an Ironman first, <laughs> um, which as any of my friends will tell you is probably the first time they've ever heard me try and be sensible at something like that. Um, be sensible, just do an Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all contextual. I, I actually have that issue because a lot with the ultra running races, you know, they've got the 100 mile, the 100K, the 50 mile, the 50K. And it's got to the point where I'll be talking to other people who do these and it's like, oh, I'm just doing the 50K. <laughs> and 
it feels like the shortest and the easy race, when in reality, that that's not something to sniff at, it turns out. Actually longer than a marathon, but, um, <laughs> which most people exactly. consider to be long. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah, the Ironman itself, I mean, I actually lived in um, the Woodlands, Texas for a long time. Oh. So probably for about three or four years, I saw the bikes come past and I can remember taking my daughter out and we'd take photos and, you know, we'd go out at, I don't, I don't remember exactly how early in the morning, but it felt like nine or 10 in the morning and there were bikes coming past and then we'd go home and we'd, you know, play games, have lunch, talk about things, maybe watch a show and we'd go back out middle of the afternoon and there's still bikes coming past <laughs> and, you know, and then, okay, the next year we go and we watch a bit longer and, you know, we'd hang out at one of the aid stations and really see what was happening because they had one set up at the end of our street almost and, just seeing those athletes, it was it was awe-inspiring, to be honest, just seeing people coming through hour after hour after hour. And I mean, I, I think one of the great things for me about triathlon and trail running when you get to the ultra distances is even if you're back of the pack, you are still one heck of an athlete because you're out there, you're doing it. And, you know, oh, whether yeah. you're doing whether you're doing it in 17 hours or eight hours, I mean, that, that is something that the majority of people just, I don't know. I probably can't imagine ever doing because I know when I talk to most people and my friends at work, it's always a case of, oh, I don't even drive that far. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, and in some ways that 17 hour person has got a lot harder exactly. road to hoe. I mean, that's a long time to be doing anything. Exactly. I like um, not saying the people doing it in eight hours are not working super hard, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I, I am pretty much a back of the packer in general. So, you know, I like to say that I'm getting my money's worth too, because, you know, I'm making use of those aid stations and the courses for the whole time, not just for those first hours. Not just blowing through them, snatching a, a drink mix. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I've done what I consider respectable performances for me and I, and I've literally been at the back of the pack while they're taking aid stations down. So it is, it's interesting to see, but I mean, at the end of the day, if I can help with one of my friends and get them interested, if I can get my daughter interested, which again, she's done some trail runs. So even if she never gets to triathlon, I guess I'll still love her. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously there. But, um, you know, I just, I want to share the love that has really come through for me. Um, I, I've just found these communities so accepting, so compassionate, so supportive. I mean, when I did my 100K, I just remember it was a roughly 20-mile loop that we did three times. And I was on my first loop, and the guy who was leading the race, you know, starts running past me. But he didn't run past me. He stopped. He talked to me for a few minutes, encouraged me, and then carried on. And it's just like, hmm. you know. Wow. How do people – they're so amazing. And, yeah, everyone stops, and everyone encourages everybody else. And, you know, especially in the middle and the back in triathlon on the run, and, you know, especially in – the 70.3s now that I've done, it's there's always a camaraderie and everyone's willing everyone else to keep going. I'm sure there's probably a little more competition up the front and I'd love to experience that one day, but <laughs> I, I just can't imagine not being out there with such supportive and amazing people. And, you know, you learn so many stories and make so many fantastic friends. And, you know, I think a lot of the friends I've made in the last four or five years have been through going on long bike rides, going and competing in events, you know, being on the trails together for hours. And there's just no better way to get to know someone really away from the stress of almost real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I, I want to get this right here. Like you sent through your email and in that you wrote that in six months, yep, in a span of six months, you did three 50Ks, a 70.3, you DNF'd in 150 miler, but then you finished another 50 miler and you did a 100K in all that in six months. Is, is that correct? <laughs> um, yeah. So that started in mid-2017. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like really impressive. And what amazes me even more is that this was after like kind of a rough period in your life right yes yeah i mean it was 2017 was not my year is probably a very light-hearted way of saying it um <laughs> I, I went through some surgery I, I lost my mother i was laid off um i went through bankruptcy i have moved houses twice and well i i i think exercise and getting back into running and triathlon is really what helped me get my life back on track to be honest i spent a lot of time extremely unhappy um you know a lot of what i'd experienced almost five ten oh, probably ten years ago now uh, i shouldn't age myself too much but <laughs> a lot of that came back and i just i couldn't deal with anything you know everything hidden at once and it just really really pushed me down a dark path but I had some amazing friends who were there for me and, you know, I, f I found a way to keep going and then I started running again. And, and I, I just thought in the back of my mind, I do better with goals. So what can I do? And I started looking online and I remembered many years ago, back in my twenties, I'd done a 25 K and I found one and I thought, well, there's a 50 K too there. Why don't, why don't I just try that? That'll be great. I, you know, I've, I've run a couple of miles. I've got two months. I'll be fine. Just like as long is fine. <laughs> um I, I think fine is very polite for my sanity but you know i i tried and i didn't finish perhaps unsurprisingly that first time but it did inspire me just seeing people doing it and i already had austin 70.3 signed up again and i thought well what better training is there than to do another 50k a month later and, so wait how, how did you not let that first 50k dnf break you because you were coming out of a pretty rough period you you set this goal of finishing this you didn't do it but that that didn't you know deter you from going after it again um honestly i think it just kind of cemented my resolve at that point it was it was probably one of the saddest moments because i'd built it up and you know i'd post it on facebook and on my social media hey look this is me you can track me here it's going to be amazing and it was it's actually a race called the habanero and um it's called that because it's in the middle of august and it starts at lunchtime so it's pretty hot and um it's known for being one of the hottest races in texas and you know the heat rating it off the sand. which is saying something yeah so <laughs> yeah <laughs> again it's all relative you you forget sometimes but i i think i mean i live in the pacific northwest the hottest race in oregon might not be such a big deal <laughs> you know yeah, but I mean, everywhere has its own, I think, challenges that's unique to the area. And, you know, one of the things we can say in Texas is we can bring the heat sometimes. <laughs> I, it sounds ridiculous, but at the same time, if you go out and train in that, it's not too different from a training run. If you've got used to it, it's it's really the acclimating and getting used to it, I think. But yeah, going out there and I think I did about 20K that time. And you know what? I, I was so disappointed in myself but that disappointment it really did cement the resolve that okay i've got to do this again and i've got to do better yeah. and 
I think I went home and signed up that same day. Um, I went home very painfully, to be honest, but I I just, I couldn't accept that I wasn't going to do it. And I don't know why at that point, I think I had it in my head that I needed to finish it before the, um, before the next 70.3. Just, I, I don't know why I had that. Like I say, it was one of those weird things you convince yourself where, Hey, if I can't do this, then I can't do that. So, so I entered and somehow I ran the first, it was a four loop course and I ran the first loop and I ran some of the second loop and I met someone on the third loop that was doing roughly the same pace as me. I made one of those friends for life kind of situations and somehow we got each other through it and we crossed that finish line. And honestly, I think just the elation, it was, there were some lows on the run and some moments where I felt I couldn't finish, but just crossing that finishing line, I just thought, you know what, I can do anything. And I think it's really been something that's fed back into my life with all of the long distance endurance events is during the, the experience. I've probably had some of the lowest of the lows that I've experienced, but I've also had some of the highest of the highs as well. And knowing you can keep going and, you know, if things aren't going well, just keep one foot in front of the other, because however slow you're doing, you're, you've got forward progress. Absolutely. So I did that one and yeah, it's, it was, it was, it was interesting. And then obviously, like I say, I, I did some other 50 Ks. I did one up in the mountains in El Paso, which took me six hours longer than the previous 50 K I'd done. I want to get back out there, but I'm not quite ready for the elevation if I'm honest with myself. And then I, I did exactly the same thing towards the end of the year. As you mentioned, um, you know, I, I tried a 50 miler and I didn't finish. So what did I do? I immediately signed up for another one. <laughs> so what, um, I'm curious, cause you kind of had the same amount of training going into those races. Was the difference mental? Was it the course? Like, what's the difference between only going 20 and going 50? Like for you, what what got you through that that spot the next time you did it? I think it was twofold. I think the heat really did get to me a little bit in that first time around. It wasn't that much cooler the next time, but, you know, we started at six in the morning as opposed to lunchtime. But I think it was the mental bit. I really wasn't prepared for that aspect. Um, I wasn't prepared for the fact that, hey, this is going to hurt and you are going to have to push through something. Hmm. And I, I really think the first time around, I just wasn't mentally prepared to keep going and, you know, keep putting one foot in front of the other. I, th I think I had it in my head that if I don't run the whole way and if I don't keep moving, then I, I'm not succeeding. And the second time I got there with the mindset of, hey, if I finish 50K, I'm succeeding. Mm -hmm. And I know I can do 20K when it's ridiculously hot. So let's try and do 30K before it's ridiculously hot and then just repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Was signing up for so many races in that period because you felt like if you didn't have that next goal to focus on, you would maybe, you know, kind of slip back into that, that depressed kind of state? I don't think that was the conscious goal, but I definitely think that was some aspect to it. It was it was almost like stepping stones to getting back to, yep. I want to say normalcy, but that's probably the wrong thing to say when you do that many ultra marathons in that short space of time. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it's always one more goal, one more thing to do after the other, one more higher goal in a sense. And it, it's actually quite funny because I did 
I think it was four of them before the end of the year. And then January, I'd signed up. It was actually a training camp with the Austin Triathlon Club. And we went out and spent a week in Big Bend. And, you know, it was great. We went out there and the first thing we did, or maybe not the first, but we got out there and we, we did a bike ride through Big Bend. And I think I got about 15 miles in and I just started feeling nauseous and not good. And, oh, this is terrible. We've got this race tomorrow. And at that point in time, I'd signed up for a 30K out there. And so, of course, the next morning when we got there on the spur of the moment, I said, hey, I'm going to do the 50 because I know I can do the 30. And (laughs) I've got something to prove after that bike ride. So it it just, you know, I got out there. I did that again. And I, I actually signed up for my first 100K, which would have been September this year. And I signed up just before Christmas for that. But after finishing going from 30 planned up to 50K in January, I just signed up straight away for 100K and said, hey, I'm going to do this sooner rather than later. I I think, as you say, each of those steps, it really, really motivated me. It really got me out there. It got me being social. It got me meeting people. And hopefully, you know, through some of the interactions I have with friends and family, it got me to motivate some people to get out there too, because... There is nothing like being out in the middle of a race and with people around you sharing the experience and just conquering something that a lot of people look at as impossible almost. I think that's a great perspective because I think so many of us in the sport lose that sense of awe at the distances we're doing. Mm. Like normal people do look at it and think, oh my gosh, like that's just nuts. But we're just like, oh yeah, so-and-so did a you know, whatever, Ironman or 100 mile or whatever, <laughs> it loses its wonder. I really do. It's crazy because, you know, I, my, I've got so many friends now who will go and do a 100 mile bike ride just because it's Saturday and that's their training day. <laughs> and a decade ago, I would have thought 10 miles was a long way to go. So <laughs> On a bicycle? <laughs> right. Exactly. Are you crazy? <laughs> well, you see this on Instagram. Now you see uh, sometimes uh, people saying, oh, my God. I cannot have this brownie or this uh, bagel. This is too many calories. I'm going to get fat. I'm like, dude, like, hold on. Do you understand you're training for a bloody Ironman and the number of hours you spend on a bloody bike every single week? I mean, have four or five brownies if you want. <laughs> I am, I'm totally on board with your diet plan. <laughs> right? Exactly. I should be a professional of this, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah, I think yeah. you're going to be publishing a nutrition book soon, The All Brownie Training Method by Charles. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I'll buy it so long as you let us do donuts on Saturdays. <laughs> you see? Perfect. But yeah, I... I... I, my only downside on that aspect really is, I, I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier, um, my appetite doesn't go away if I'm not training so much. So I still eat for those 100-mile bike rides. <laughs> That's the tricky part. Yep. So I'm almost afraid that we're going to like see you signed up for like the ultra-duper, super-enduro-man something. <laughs> like, it, it, what have you got out there in your mind? So... I think my next two big ones, I I need to finish that first full Ironman. Um, I've done a bunch of the 70.3s, as we said at this point. I actually did um, Buffalo Springs was my latest one. So that was back in June. So I'm kind of, you know, I I need to get that first Ironman under my belt. And I think it's the first thing that's really got in my head as something to be respected, which probably sounds terrible. But, you know, I did the 50K and the 50 mile and the 100K running, and I just got through them. Um, 
but I feel like the Ironman, just because it is three sports and it's not just one that, you know, there's a lot more respect to be offered to it. And I think Buffalo Springs with the heat that we had and the wind, it really, it really put a lot of it into perspective that, Hey, this is, this is a bigger deal than you're giving it credit for. So I think there's a lot of logistics. Oh yes. And it's, it's funny because I, I can swim quite happily forever. I can ride a bike quite happily, hopefully forever. Um, and keep moving forward, but at the same time, doing all those three things together, planning them, having all the gear, you know, turning up on time, it starts to get really stressful for me. But I'm hoping to um, to actually do Texas this coming year now. So I've got till April to get in shape for that and make sure I'm, you know, in the right place mentally. And then the next goal beyond that is actually to do the 100 miler um, trail running. You know, from there, I guess that's when you'll start seeing me sign up for the ultra ones. <laughs> but, um, there's a race that oh, it's so that 50k I mentioned in um the mountain the Franklin Mountains in El Paso, there, there's actually a 200k and a 200 mile they're going on in February and it, it's probably the hardest thing in my life so far is not signing up for one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I think it's probably I you know I'm I'm trying to be a little smarter about it now I'm trying to trying to make sure that rather than just finish I can I can finish and still feel good and right I've I've already got the picture of me crying looking exhausted crossing a finish line now I can get one of me with my arms raised smiling <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I think I mentioned you know when you said 2017 was a hard year I think you know one of the things that really pushed me that first time around to um to get out there and you know compete in Austin 70.3 so that was 2016 was the first one I finished and my mom was actually fighting cancer at the time. And, you know, we talked about it for years that, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this Ironman eventually. And and I just, I think part of the thing that really got me motivated and to sign up that first time around was thinking, you know, I want her to see this. I want to be able to show her this happening. And, you know, I want to share this moment. So, yeah. so I always think, you know, I, I've got the I've got the dual aspect of kind of almost honoring my mom's memory and the things we talked about when I do these events and then hopefully, you know, passing it through to the next generation and inspiring my daughter to just get out there and mm. even if it's not triathlon, at least have something to aim for and you know, dream big and do your best. Kind of connects the generational dots for you. Exactly. And it's yeah. I, I think my family probably thinks I'm crazy for doing all of this, but you know, I, I think it's uh I think it's something that they're all secretly proud of. <laughs> I'm sure. Katie, I wanted to ask, are you comfortable talking about any of the transgender issues that you kind of face as a triathlete, or is that something you'd really prefer not to dive into? No, I, I'm happy to talk about it. I, I've i spent a long time, I think, trying to um, not ignore them, but not deal and not face and not talk about it out loud. And I, I think one of the things Instagram let me do is just kind of be out there but not too out there and be honest and you know I've had other athletes reach out to me and say thank you for tagging this and showing there are other people like me out there and I've said the same thing to others too so I'm more I'm not the expert by any means and I'll never claim to be I'm just you know one person experiencing one aspect but I am more than happy to talk to it. Well I know there must be a lot of challenges that just come with everything that comes with transition and then also there's just a lot of controversy in sports in general around this issue. How do you kind of deal with those things? I, you know, I, I've, I've got friends who, um, I've got a good friend who races professionally in cycling and I've got friends who end up on the podium in um, 70.3 and in triathlon. And 
I think they're the real trailblazers who are kind of raising awareness and fighting this. I think I'm very lucky, at least in the competition side of the world. And it, it's probably an aspect of not being on a podium and not competing for, you know, the top spots. But I'm very insulated and, you know, you don't hear of Texas necessarily as being the most accepting state in the world. But, you know, I've I've emailed the organizers for every um, triathlon I've been in at least and said, hey, this is me. Do you have an issue? And everybody's been very welcoming and supportive and said, no, no issues whatsoever. You know, same with the running community, really. It's it's not never been an issue for me. And again, maybe it's down to performance versus anything else. But then you look at all the people who are doing the trailblazing out there and you know they're rigorous, rigorously tested the you know the olympic committee has specific standards that say hey if you've been on hormone therapy for this amount of time or you've had this kind of surgery then it's legal for you to compete and i mean there are different ways of looking at it and there are some people that are mad that hey i can't just compete as me i have to block my testosterone or i have to do whatever else and there are others who are looking at it as hey it's a level playing field at that point and and I think the most important piece is, you know, being able to be yourself, being able to be out there and represent who you are, but also not having an unfair advantage. And unfortunately, I think you raised a fantastic point in that there are a lot of people out there who would probably even look at me and say, oh, I've got a huge and unfair advantage. And I, I mean, it's hard to explain because, you know, I've read all of the literature. I've read a lot of the supporting documentation and the studies, and I'm far from an expert. But what I do know is in my 20s, I could happily run a six-minute mile, and now I'm lucky if I get an eight-minute mile. So, you know, there is it's not just an age thing that's slowing me down by any means. It's, you know, a complete change in the way my body works, the musculature, the hormonal system. It's It's really, well, it's made me who I am, and it's made me me, but it's also significantly affected my strength it's significantly affected my speed um, it's probably made my determination go up but i think that's more of a mental advantage than anything else so it's it's not an easy time to be transgender in um in the u.s to be quite frank i'm sure you know or i'm not sure i, I don't know how much everyone keeps up to date with it but you know there's a lot of almost erasure of just our identities and who we are that's going on right now and i don't want to turn this into a political rant in any way shape or form but you know it's it, it really is hard just to be ourselves well it's not really political when it affects your actual everyday existence i, I mean i think speaking to that is just a reality i i really like the fact you said that because that is so true and i think it's hard for me because every time I do talk about it, I start to get very passionate and I start to get very worked up because, and it's, it's the slogan that trans rights are human rights, because at the end of the day, if, if they're taken away from me, I mean, what am I? I mean, who am I? Um, and it's, yeah, it's very hard to face. Well, it's good to know that the sport, at least, the sport of triathlon has been a positive experience for oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was wondering. And again, like I say, I mean, I think I'm probably luckier in the sense that I'm not front of the pack because I know there's a lot of hatred out there and I know there's a lot of, you know, accusations of the cheating. And my friends who I see go through this, they hold their heads high and they keep going. And I, I can't do anything but admire their strength, to be honest but I can be very grateful to the people that I've reached out to. And um, the Fort Worth try, I, I just, you know, I want to call them out specifically. They're not an Ironman brand triathlon, but they want a small local one. And, you know, 
I emailed them a while back saying, hey, you know, what's your policy? And they kind of acted like I was crazy. They're like, well, of course you can compete as you. What are you talking about? And, you know, it's, it's just, it's those groups and those people who really get it and they understand that, hey, you're, you're no different than anyone else. You, you know, you're a woman, you're, you just happen to have, you know, not come along in the right shape originally or whatever it may (laughs) be. And, you know, you've got to be you. And of course we don't think you're any different. You can just come and be you and have fun and welcome. Was it harder right at the beginning for you? Like just, I mean, it seems like a very brave thing to do to, to go into this sport where you're, you're putting your whole body on the line, literally, you know, to, to compete. And when you're going through transition or dealing with hormones or all that stuff that the rest of us don't necessarily have to deal with. Um, I, I think I, it definitely didn't help my body issue, body image issues. Um, you know, I'm always very critical or I always was very critical of myself in that aspect just because I would hate seeing anything that I thought was a sign of masculinity at one point. Um, now I'd kill for those muscles again. But <laughs> I, I mean, it, swimming was probably the most difficult one to come to terms with. And that that's really probably the big thing that threw me off. You know, when I first started to transition was I was absolutely terrified to go and you know, try and change in a swimming pool in, you know, in the changing rooms and what would people's reactions be and how would they judge me? And, you know, a lot of it that I, I wish I didn't have to deal with. I wish nobody had to deal with, but unfortunately just where I happen to live and the club I happened to be in at the time, the fitness club that is, it was, it was an untenable situation. And I think that's one of the big nails that stopped me competing in the first time around. But, you know, like I say, there's, there are different people who react in different ways and the people that I have met and I have kept in touch with through the sport, they've been the most encouraging and supportive people I can imagine ever having in my life. And some of the most inspirational too. I mean, I have to give a call out again to one of the members of um, the Georgetown triathlon club. And she's one of the older um, women in the club. And she actually came out to support me when I did my hundred K and I mean, all I can say is I want to be like her when I grow up because she does Ironmans and, you know, I, I don't know how you can be a grandmother and, you know, power your way through that and just generally be an all-round badass, to be quite honest. So I've got a lot of role models to aim up to now. I've got a lot of supportive people who, you know, so what? We love you for who you are. We know you and and that's all you want in life, I think. I don't think, you know, I'm any different to anyone else. I just want to be me and I want to be accepted for me and I want to have good friends and family and relationships and grow old happily one day with someone. So, you know, it's nothing extraordinary. I'm not quite sure how well I answered that, but <laughs> it, it, it really is tough, as I say, because I'm not a spokesperson for transgender people. I just happen to be a transgender woman. So, so what's where do you see yourself kind of going with the sport? There's you've got some some big goals for uh, your running races and Ironman. Do you see yourself doing this till you're an old lady like your friend? I, I, yes. I mean, there's no other answer. I, (laughs) I, for various reasons and, you know, all these life events, I've been training then I've had time off, then I've been training and I'm hoping that it, you know, the time off stops. So rather than, you know, go and sign up for a 50 K last minute and not be able to finish it next time I can, literally you know go and just run it and set a pr i i think i think i've got a marathon coming up right now in um 
December. I'm I'm kind of on the fence about a 50k in two weeks that I've got some friends doing. <laughs> so <laughs> I I might try it again. We'll see. I, I again my common sense is actually prevailing for once, and I'm really thinking about it. But yeah, I mean I want to get out there. I want to do my first Ironman next year, and I know a lot of people I've met, and even with marathons and you know, it's, it's a bucket list item where they want to cross it off and say one and done. I did it. I'm, you know, I'm happy. And I, I'm not that way. I want to cross it off once to set a baseline and then I want to beat it because you know what, it, what it's having a goal. It's having something to aim for. It's bettering myself almost. And again, it's just meeting amazing people. It's hopefully inspiring people around me. It's hopefully letting, you know, at this point, I, I'm quite public about the fact that I'm transgender, I guess. So hopefully let other transgender people know they can get out and just be themselves. And, you know, there is a very supportive community out here. And, you know, whether it's on the trails running, whether it's out on triathlon and competing, you know, I, I'm i always terrified because I expect the backlash and the hatred because I've seen it with my friends. But again, I've been so lucky up until this point. So I, I can't emphasize the love and the compassion in the community enough. Awesome. Good. All right, Katie. So we've got a final few questions here to sort of wrap things up. Okay. What's the message you would want people listening to take away from your story? Um, everybody, you know, whoever you are, um, we're all the same at the end of the day. We're all here to have, you know, I don't want to say a good life, but we're all here to aim for our goals and try and achieve them and, you know, the camaraderie you give and the acceptance you give to anyone else, um, try to look at everyone as being the same and not different, I guess. Mm. I, I really don't see any difference, you know, race, color, creed, sex, um, gender, whatever it is. At the end of the day, we're all, hu- <clears throat> we're all human beings and we all just want to get out there and enjoy ourselves and be loved and love and do what we enjoy. And Absolutely. if you can't do that or if you're against that, I mean, really i i'd encourage you to ask yourself why mm. and are there any people or brands you'd like to give a shout out to um again i mean i just want to shout out georgetown triathletes and the austin triathlete club both of them you know they're really the people who were my family when i got into triathlon they really helped me get out along the way um my my bike is quintana rue and i would be remiss not to mention it because she has been the only bike I've had in the last decade. And, you know, it, it's been so smooth riding. I, I hadn't clipped into um, pedals, I don't think, ever in my life when I got on the triathlon bike for the first time. And, it, well, it felt like coming home almost when I got on there and I started riding. And, you know, getting down in the aero position for the first time is absolutely amazing and wonderful. And then two minutes later, your back is in agony, but it's still fun. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it really, it's it's the people. It's it's the people in both of those clubs that they've really got. And I guess on the trail racing front, I have to call out trail racing over Texas because, you know, I've done a lot of their races. They're always the most supported and the most supportive. And, you know, all of these people just feel like family at the end of the day from the positive interactions and experiences I've had with them. Perfect. And before we ask our last question, tell everyone where... They can find you online and reach out to you. Oh, absolutely. So, um, well, probably the best and the primary way is on um, Instagram, where my um, tag is Infinikati. That's I-N-F-I-N-I-K-T, I I think. Um, I stumble over that myself, so good luck typing it in, I guess. Um, I've always wondered what what was the reason behind that name. 
Um, so I kind of combined Infinity and Katie because, you know, my goals just kept getting bigger. So <laughs> I figured, you know, one day I'll get to the Infinity race and just keep going. <laughs> awesome. All right. And the last question is, why do you try? I, I think, you know, triathlon has really helped put my life back on track more than once at this point. It's it's turned around everything for me. It's It's let me set high goals. It's let me aim for them it's let me meet people and experience camaraderie with you know like-minded individuals that have really big aspirations it helps me keep fit it helps me inspire my daughter and you know like I said a few times she's come out and raced some trail runs with me now and I you know crossing the finish line with her is there's nothing better in the world than that and just seeing how people can come together and how they can overcome things and how I can be a part of that. It's, it's, it's huge. It's, it really is life-changing. And it's funny because you mentioned earlier that I mentioned that I was, um, you know, not doing so well and not so motivated and I've been smiling for the last hour talking to you all. And, you know, I'm, I'm raring <laughs> to go and get out the door and just do something again. And, you know, triathlon really, it's such I, I've said it too many times, but it's so welcoming. Everybody is so nice. Everyone wants you to get out there. And, you know, you go on Instagram and see all the love and encouragement everyone gives each other. And it, it just really has added another dimension to my life. And I'm very grateful to, you know, you all for reaching out to talk to me. I'm very grateful to everyone I've met through the sport. And really, I think, you know, it really has helped keep me going through life. Great. Love it. It's been awesome having you on. Yeah, it's been it's been great. I'm really looking forward to this. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been like I said, I think I said at the beginning to you all, I I don't feel like I'm extraordinary or different or special in any way and hopefully I can really epitomize just the humans of triathlon side of it. <laughs> you certainly do. Thank you. Well, we can't wait to see uh your 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 next goals and your next uh, <laughs> results. Absolutely. I feel like I've, I've got a lot to live up to now. I've announced it publicly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you very much, Katie. Yeah, thanks, Katie. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did and you love the hot podcast, it would mean a lot to us if you could subscribe, rate, and leave the podcast a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Your reviews help the show be found by and reach more people like yourself. So we'd really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave us that review. And thank you all for being a part of this community. If you haven't already, you can find and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Strava at Humans of Triathlon. So head on over there and let us and our guests know how you liked the episode. Also, the show notes for everything mentioned or discussed on the episode can be found on our website, which is humansoftriathlon.com forward slash hot podcast. And be sure to join us again next week where we'll bring you another amazing guest and story from this ordinary but extraordinary world of triathlon. Until then everyone, keep trying. Keep trying.